Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. And welcome to the recap of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 4, Episode 1. And before we introduce our guest, um, we know that today is a sad day for a lot of people. Um, so we just wanted to have a moment of silence for the death of Tumblr. Um, we, we will miss you dearly. So this one's for you. And joining us on today's episode, <laughs> speaking of Tumblr, Go-Go Boys, and all things male entertainment, is Eddie Danger. How are you, Eddie? Hello. How are you doing? I'm very, very happy to be here <laughs> on this fine broadcast. Let me tell you, I can't tell you how many times Tumblr has got me off. Like, it's literally every single night, busts and loads, squirt and jizz all over the place, and I'm really <laughs> sad to have everything, because now I'm stuck with fucking Twitter, where I'm, I'm scrolling through my timeline, and now i got to see all these assholes I work with all the time, you know? <laughs> all these porn stars that I know them personally, they're very disgusting, I don't want to see their feed, you know? Keep it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tumblr back. I want anonymous porn. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I know I know why they're doing it, and some of it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, you're really telling me you can't distinguish from, like, you know, consenting adult men and women showing off their goodies and child porn? Like, it, <laughs> it, like really? Like, we can't I mean- tell the difference? I mean, well, to be completely fair, that's some something that's raised my um, uh, attention also because as I was kind of scrolling through the twink porn, every now and then I'd scroll through something and I'd be like, wait a second, this uh, individual looks a little young to be naked oh, and yeah. masturbating and getting their ass fucked, but you never know because there's no way to police it. However, if they were just a little more um, uh, like uh, uh, strategic, then maybe we could still have our uh, our, our porn. But you know, Tumblr yeah. is a place for porn. Like that's all people fucking use it for. Does anybody have a Tumblr that isn't posting porn? Anybody? Uh, we're gonna find know. out. I I don't <laughs> yeah. subscribe to any. That's all yeah, I know. I yeah, mean, it's it, just it, a bunch of cum swallowing. Yeah, it's also like I don't have that problem because I just subscribe to like bear porn tumblers. So it's like <laughs> if there is a ten year old who has a beard and is like hairy from head to toe, that's a hormone imbalance. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not trying to make fun of like kitty porn, but it's it it's so like like using a very good reason for kind of limiting it, but. I feel like that's not the actual reason. I feel like they're afraid of like fucking up their investment. How about Tumblr, a place for bears and 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 uh, and silver foxes? <laughs> yeah. How about that? Just 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 make them all look fucking visually old, and then you're good. That sounds great. Don't take away our fucking porn, you know? Yeah. And like you said, then it's just like 
polished porn, studio porn. Like there's no, you know, just like this random person in Ohio who wants to like have their dick out and they're cute. Like that, you know, now it's like, like, are we going to go back to the dial up days where you had to like type in like hairy nude guy, like hairy, like that's awful. I don't have time for that. But you know what's nice though, with with Tumblr disappearing, then people like me who have like just for fans or OnlyFans accounts, and we make money off of our own porn that we create, mm-hmm. then hopefully people will migrate into that and find our amateur fucking porn on these sites. But then of course, if everybody migrates over there, then there's more problems, and you've got to have release forms. It's legal, you know, and that's going to go away soon. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it, 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 it's like you know, it, it, with every new thing comes a problem. But I mean, you know, especially like in your case with your just for fans and those who have OnlyFans. That in and of itself has been kind of a really cool new advent because it's it's like putting the money in the pocket of the performer and like yes. the control in the in the in the hands and dick of the performer and butthole or whatever. <laughs> like it, it, you're you're controlling how you want to be seen, who you want to do it with, and it's like right. you know uh, like it, it, yeah, it's like homemade porn's the best. And so like if you can be your own like cottage industry, then you know I oh, mean yeah. you know the studios are whining about it, but I mean, well, see, when I was younger, I got taken advantage of by all these motherfucking studios. So I have a vendetta against these big studios. (laughs) What they do is they purchase your ass. They make you do all sorts of wacky shit. They do strong arm. When I was starting, like they didn't have all this Me Too stuff going on. So like when I got pressured into doing things, they were like, listen, if you don't do this, then we're not going to book you ever again. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I mean? And then you just kind of go, well, you go along with it. And then it's like. But so they would they would pay you their measly amount of money and then they could distribute it however they wanted. And their preferred method of distribution is throwing it on Pornhub and throwing it on uh, XTube and mm-hmm. whatever the X hamster. And so what they would end up doing is giving away your porn for free and it's distributed and it's captured and it's it's forwarded and it's yep. sent all throughout the entire world. And uh, unless you want to be a star. Um, if you don't want this stuff to, uh, to like follow you around, well, t- tough shit because it's already distributed. And who's making the money off of that? Nobody, because they've already given away the porn for free. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? it's already out so, there. Yeah. So at this point, if like if you you're creating your own content, at least they will have like at least the Just for Fans logo on it, so you know mm-hmm. that this was whatever. I mean, it's it's harder to capture stuff off of that, and at least they paid you for it if somebody's going to steal your porn you know yeah, exactly i mean I, I like i don't see you know barely anything from just for fans or or um or only fans like floating around tumblr right. or just kind of willy-nilly because i feel like it's i mean it's also like if you find somebody that you like you can subscribe to that person and then you've got what you want or multiple people you know whereas like yeah with these porn sites you're paying you know 30 40 50 dollars a month or you know however much they charge and like you have to wait until they like post a scene that maybe you're interested in. <laughs> Most of them aren't. I you gotta know? tell you. And then the, and like the you guys... can't interact with them in the same way. So no, it's like People can people can write to me. They could say, "I want to see you uh, smoking a cigarette and jerking off and talking mm-hmm. about how 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 uh, how much you want to get your feet licked or something." And then of course I could say, "Okay, I can do that." And for <laughs> as, as much as like they're gonna pay, I can like certainly they paid enough at this point to 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 deserve a customized video, you know. Right. And you never know who's gonna love it. But the great thing about uh, about that also is. Like if you just make porn in your regular life or like if you've made porn in a studio, um, I know it's unethical, but you might be able to capture the video off the porn hub since they've given it away for free. So say like like men.com has like has has posted your your porn on like a porn hub site. 
to me, that's free. So what mm-hmm. you would do is you capture that and then you put it on your own fucking site and maybe you'll make some money off of it more than the measly amount of money they paid you, you know? Yeah. Right. Because then more people uh, subscribe because they're like, oh, Eddie has all of like all of the videos that he's done with any studio. Hey, there you look, go. they're here. You know, yeah. I, I love the idea of, of sites like, you know, just for fans and only fans taking back, you know, the power one load at a time. I think that one load yeah. at a time. <laughs> it's very, yes, very unethical, but it's it's nice because everybody's complaining about you. You watch free porn, you know. Everybody's pissed off on the internet about watching free porn. So just be smart about it. Don't give it away free. Let me tell you, um, just for fans, just started this option where you can become friends with people. So people are treating it like it's Facebook, and they're becoming friends with one another, and then they're complaining because they're not making fucking money because the friends option gives away your subscriptions for free. So you might have a million friends, but all those friends are just cheapskates who aren't um, aren't willing to pay for your porn. And on top of that, they have a new option where you put out free porn, and they actually had to put like a little disclaimer on the top of the Just for Fans thing saying, "Listen, stupid models, I know that you just use your cock and butthole to make money, and uh, you know you're not very good at rationalizing things, but stop giving away your porn for free if you plan on making any money at all." You know what I mean? Very stupid. <laughs> it's I mean anyway. it, it's a it's a free sample. That's what it should be. Yeah, for a free sample, but they're yeah. giving everything for free because everyone, right. be, everyone wants to be a star, you know? Everyone wants to be Billy Santoro, you know? Yeah, well, good mm-hmm. luck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Respect legends, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of legends, we are here to talk about Drag Race, and um, we wanted to know, what do, you, what do you think of this season? What do you think of the cast? I Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about it because the thing is, like, we have no clear-cut winner. Um, in the past, we, we, we knew Alaska was going to get to the end. Mm-hmm. We knew that it was going to be uh, Trixie. I know Shangela gave everybody a run for their money, but we knew that Trixie was the big money machine. Now, yeah. this one, it's not as clear-cut unless you're, like, basing it on terms of, like, actual respect, which is a completely different um, – avenue that we've never gone down because like we right. were talking marketing in the past like with with alaska you can sell the toys with Trixie you can tell the to- sell the toys and the tours you know mm-hmm. everything's working there um but this one i don't really see somebody who's standing out as like a hot topic commodity you know what i mean yeah well t- trinity is mostly plastic so she might be <laughs> yeah, there's, there's your action figure right there a living yeah. action figure i i completely agree with you eddie i think that like what like all stars four is so interesting because these are all well with except for hashtag you know who well yeah um <laughs> hashtag which we will get into later mm-hmm. but ev- like all the girls with the exception of one are like the top at what they do they're charismatic they like are beloved in the drag race universe but also have like you know like used drag race as like a platform to like go above and beyond you know the bar gig the club gig and those pay well they're not bad but it's like they're you know they're a crop of girls who are really smart about what they're doing and i think you're right where it's like well it could be this person or that person you know so it it is kind of um i think anybody's game because they're all really fierce competitors i think yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's like i I, honestly if you're thinking about like if they if they played this completely right they would have spaced everything out we wouldn't be on all stars four at this point we'd be on all stars two and we would literally have Mm -hmm. like everybody who would be top tier competing because that would make i think for better television but like right now, see, we don't have the clear cut. Well, if you had Alaska versus Trixie, for example, 
Like, I would oh. love to. Oh, versus Shangela. Like, that would be a fantastic That's pair. Cool. Like, yeah. I, I'd hard. love to see that. It would be brutal. And I like I would love to see something like that. So this time, I, I don't think anybody really has that much sort of stake in one competitor because they're just like, well, I like this person. I like this person. But there's mm-hmm. nobody who's like, I'm going to kill somebody if, if fucking Trixie doesn't win the crown. You know? Yep. I'm just like, can they just have, you know, again, except for that one, uh, you know, like just $900,000 because each of these girls could put that money to very good use and entertain us all equally as well. World of Wonder could never. Um, But uh, (laughs) um, so we have this comic book theme for this season, it looks like. I wonder if it's going to continue throughout the season. Or if we're just seeing it in the intro. Uh, I think maybe that was a throwback to that All-Stars 1 moment because they their final sort of thing. Remember, that was a comic book, a superhero oh, theme with yeah, uh, right. Chanel and Chad Michaels. And then uh-huh. um, everybody had their thing. And uh, remember the Jujubee Raven moment where they were crying and the melanin? Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, well, I, I don't. What was it? What was it? What was the name of Juju's? character oh my god um i forget but i remember that one in like the white one was dressed in black the other one was in white Mm -hmm. right and she like was sunburned or something i don't know yeah yeah she like got you with like sunbeams or i forget exactly okay well yeah sorry sorry to derail but no no it's fine um yeah i i love i didn't even put that together that it was a throwback um, I loved it. I love that it, it's like the first time they've done something cartoony like this mm-hmm. in an intro where like we're not looking at RuPaul the mm-hmm. whole time. Right. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, I I thought it was really cute. Yeah. Honestly, I I you know it, it's um considering you know season ten and and the dumpster fire that was a lot of that season um, yeah. for many reasons. This feels um like a like a refresher. Mm. I think it's it's much more like we're here for fun, you know. I yeah, I, I sure hope so. Maybe. I hope that they're ste- they're stepping up the game, and I yeah. mean I think ste- stepping up the game starts with not having a clear cut winner and not having things that seem very planned out. And mm-hmm. from the shit the shit that I've heard about what goes down this season, I think it's going to be really exciting. You know, yeah. no, I'm definitely like on the edge of my seat for what. And, did, and didn't I see that? Yeah, for the for the preview for next week, we have a surprise, right? Do, can we get into that yet? Um, I don't think I don't it's know about a, a surprise, just, but it was like just, a, it was definitely a shady moment. No, it was, a, it was oh. Stacey Lane. Stacey yeah, Lane. Stacey Lane Matthews. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. So so what I'm thinking is maybe they're finally listening to the public when they say enough of this bullshit having celebrities uh, like judge drag queens. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring back some other girls to like maybe like have a say in what's going on. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. a smart idea. Yeah, I love it because then people that are invested in the mythology are going to get their they're, they're going to blow their load over that because the second you see like say Raven walk through the door, you're going to flip your shit. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to be in the bars. Yes, bitch. Yep. Yes. Yeah, you just have like you know the most respected girl, <laughs> girls in 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 like the drag race pantheon. Be like, okay, well you're competing, I'm not, so now right. you have to impress me. Right. I think that'd be great. <laughs> and Raven's already on set, mm-hmm. so oh it, well, yeah, Raven. You have Raven on set. You have Delta, Delta? on set. I mean, they're there. I mean, yeah. we, right. we know World of Wonder is cheap and doesn't want to pay them more, but it would be great to do that. <laughs> so right. we have Monique Hart walking in first. Um, I was confused by this look because I didn't know where to look. Um, yeah. there was a lot going on. I thought she had a cake on her head with candles in it. Oh my God. Um, yeah. What does everybody else think? I have, uh, strong opinions on, uh, Monique because, um, 
I have a problem with the shtick and the fact that these girls walk into uh, the competition and immediately start branding. And the mm. second, but the thing that, but the, but the, my problem with these girls is that is that the, their brands aren't even things that they've created themselves. It's always a mistake. Do you remember Yua Hamasaki? Yeah. Oh, Ankh. Uh, who, who remembers her? Okay, but the thing was, her Ankh right there, like, she took that all the way. And it wasn't even her fucking joke. Like, she didn't know what an Ankh yeah. was to begin with, but the joke was Michelle Visage. So the brown cow stunning thing was a mistake, and mm-hmm. it's still, it's not going away, you know? Right. Like, so, yeah. so in, in Monique's, like, the reason why I bring this up this early is because, like, she's doing the brown cow thing. She keeps pushing the brown cow thing. And her confessional, she's wearing a brown cow, like, vest or something. And she has a brown cow on her snapback. Yep. What's going on here? It's Slow a Slow down on that. Also, I it's feel like, you like, and as we get into this, we'll see, like, a lot of the girls are, like, relying and, like, pushing this, like, catchphrase or, like, boo-boo, you know, based, like, branding agenda. And it's like, yeah. all right. Stop. Well, the girl, the next girl who walks into the workroom is Trinity Taylor, and she, in her confessional, changes her name to Trinity, to Trinity yeah. the Tuck, which is her social media handle. Mm-hmm. So, right. and that's that's another overkill. I love mm-hmm. Trinity to death. He's a great guy. He like he's a fabulous drag queen. I think he's going to do really well this season. Um, but that whole tucking thing is like, didn't they do a tutorial last season on it? Uh, yeah, I think very like, much. Like, yeah. Like during, See, during the panel, they did a panel, right? They were doing the panel uh, competition where they were doing, oh, oh here's the drag yeah. con thing. Where they what, put did, one of she... the guys in, in where they uh, they tucked Bryce, I think. Was that it? Did I she do so. it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> now, however, I will say I love that like Trinity by like getting rid of Taylor, like her name is quite like um, pageanty in and of itself. So right. like, by getting rid of that, she's almost rebranding. And I thought that was really fierce. Um and I love this, like, in, you know, this, like, neon, like, acid green thing that she was wearing. Oh, I thought it was, oh, that was perfect. Well, that was awesome because that Sarah Paulson thing mm-hmm. gave her a shout out because, like, that was uh, that was her whole, um, what, she she wore that in some award show or something. Yep. yep. I, didn't under- I didn't understand the reference, like, when she came out of the body bag. I think it's because she's the body, maybe. But, um... But it was amazing. She looks easily the best. This was my favorite look out of everybody yeah. so far. It was great. Yeah, I didn't appreciate the body bag either. It was a little too macabre for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, she's the body. So yeah. put the body in a body bag, I guess. I don't know. I'm just, I, it was too far of a reach for me because you yeah. can't like come out of a body bag and look fabulous. Like I would rather <laughs> her, like if you're coming out of a body bag, look dead, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, I, but I might be missing something. This might have be like a throw uh, throwback to like uh, like an American Horror Story moment. I don't know. I, mm. I really I think no it's idea. that simple. She's the body, she's the like body, she's yeah. the body queen, so she wants to be in a body bag. It's just like it's such a weird concept. Thankfully, for someone the, to do. the the look inside the body bag was fantastic. Right, so that yeah, was cute. amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. The next girl to walk in the room is Naomi Smalls, um, who's you know like ten feet of leg and a head. Um, <laughs> I mean. I I thought this like I don't know like periwinkle corset panty top thing was just she looked incredible I mean from head to toe it was yeah. great yeah definitely she's she's definitely looking fantastic this yeah. season I mean just just in terms of like the, the way she's like improved her makeup I don't know shit about makeup but like she, you could tell that <laughs> looking, looking at her she's a lot more stunning and mm-hmm. like put together than she was in her season it's amazing absolutely. And she's like ninety percent lips on her face, also. Oh my god, yeah. Oh man, it makes her lips from like her season look thin. <laughs> oh my god, they it's, look like Jello. I love it. It's so exciting yeah. to see Junior from Blackish on Drag Race. <laughs> it, like that's who she looks like in her confessionals. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, after her, we have Monet Exchange from New York City. And I'm confused. Like, mm. what is this? What are we doing, Monet? It, <laughs> it wasn't really like a um, like a mo- like a fashion moment. Like the rest of them kind of like brought out. Like, no, it wasn't really conceptualized. I don't think. No, and I feel it because Monet is like you know she hangs on our living room window, like a uh, living room living room wall, like we said a million times before. But I just like I don't know. I I I thought you know like when you come back to All Stars, it's supposed to be like stunning. You know, and like, you know, Monique, you know, was fucking like dressed like the Sacred Heart. I mean, I, you know, oh, is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She oh, was, look at this. Yeah. Oh, she has a heart on her head. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, she could have. I think Monet could have amped it up. It was a perfectly good like look for a gig, but right. you're walking into the workroom. Well, if I'm gonna like strain my arm and reach. Um, I'm going to say that because she walked into season 10 dressed as the janitor, she wanted to elevate the bodysuit. And so she figured I'll come in with a bodysuit that looks like a tuxedo. Uh, but okay. it's still not my favorite. Ooh, you're I mean, a, you're well, almost well, really I, hurt. Yeah. If, you think, if, <laughs> if you think about it, though, um, in the past seasons, I mean, not in all sorts because I think things have changed a lot. But in the past seasons, um, they would have the girls doing really wacky shit during that first episode, like jumping into pools or or like getting like washing a car or something like they had a lot of weird bullshit that they had them mm-hmm. do yeah. in their entrance looks. I don't I don't, did they do, they didn't do that this time. They had like no. a mini challenge. But like, yeah. but I mean, if, if I were coming into a competition like this, I would make something that was functional that I could be actually competitive in. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like get like like wrapped up in and like like fall or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, if that was the case, Monet was ready to dive into any situation, right? You know, <laughs> she got like a swim like a like a swimsuit. Yeah, she she's ready, ready. To, ready to go snorkeling or something. Yeah. Uh, the next girl to walk into the workroom is Gia Gunn in this like Virgen Guadalupe like uh sweat like bedazzled sweatshirt and like pearl encrusted like denim boots i thought she looked great yeah i have issues with this because she's not mexican okay tell everybody so that is like my like people love to use the 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 like the virgin of guadalupe for like everything and it's just like but this is like i get that she speaks spanish and all of that but like it is gorgeous very well done the crown of thorns was really cute right but I'm just like this is not yours. Uh, 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 how about that? Like, um, she put out a song with Alaska, right? Or the Latina Mas Latina. Uh huh. Let's is, talk about is, that. Is that cultural appropriation, or like, uh, or does she have zero Latin Latina in her? I'm not really sure. It's twofold because, first of all, Latina Mas Latina translates to the Chinese person who is most Latin, and she's not Chinese. So why are you why are you appropriating the idea that like when racism happens to Asian people in Spanish, they use Chino or China to describe someone who looks Asian? Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, you're Japanese. Like, let's focus on, you know, elevating your Japanese heritage if Mm -hmm. that's what you're looking to do. You know, and it's great for her that she like grew up, you know, in in Chicago around all of these Mexican people and, you know, like that, you know, this is how she learned Spanish and like, you know, obviously integrated into the community. But it's one thing like, I I, I guess being a part of the community and understanding the language, but then like you don't necessarily have the same like cultural experience. You know, and I won't come for her too hard because I get what she's trying to do. 
but again, it's kind of like on her season. She tries to do these things, but they're like not as informed as they should be. But uh, oh yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I have no opinions because I don't know that much about her. But it, it always seemed kind of odd when when the, when that single dropped, and I was like, "Am I missing something about her cultural heritage?" Because I would never in my life do. I mean, I mean, I've done Spanish-speaking songs with my band, but I've never like tried to call myself a Latin man. Yeah, no, you know? it's usually no, it's the porn sites that call me Latin. Latino boy takes dick hard. You know what I mean? Wow. No? All right, never mind. So I'm, I'm, let's, move on. let's move on. Pheromone is next, right? Yes. <laughs> sure. And I think she just looked delicious. Like she looks great. I'm tired of the whining. I'm already she tired is, of the whining. Yeah. She Love is her. delicious. I'm going to tell you. Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 Love now, okay. So, what do we think of Farrah's butt? Because. I, okay. Okay. Monique I made a comment. Things. That was wrong. She shouldn't be making, making comments like that. <clears throat> Like that's, in my opinion, I think that's a very low blow because it's not even talking about somebody's fucking talent. You shouldn't be talking about somebody's body. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody walking up to somebody being like, "You're fat," or like that whole back rolls moment. It was funny because it it was like kind of zhuzhed up with the uh, with like sound effects or whatever. But you shouldn't be talking shit about somebody's actual human body. You yeah. know? Yeah, I, come on. I agree completely. I agree only. But with a caveat. So <laughs> Farah, Farah does this really good job of of um, covering. She she puts makeup on her body, like just not just her face. She puts it on her body. And yeah. so I would I, too, would be confused if she had her butt out and it didn't really because ma- it didn't match the rest of her body. It also had that weird like um, it, it sort of had that, you know, like when you wear socks all day mm-hmm. and then you take them off and you have that weird imprint right, on your the lines, yeah. lines yeah yeah there were lines on her butt which you know mm-hmm. it wasn't great but also yeah. like did the cameraman have to zoom in like did, yeah. right, did he right. well i think that it was just wrong i mean uh, yeah. like i think professionally it wasn't it wasn't a correct move to do yeah. especially because like um you shouldn't be shaming people about that sort of thing and you don't know if she was just sitting on a chair and she got a weird crease on her ass and exactly. then all of a sudden it turns into something I, right, it was like right. a really gross moment in my opinion i think pharaoh got a really bad raw deal this time but either way we'll keep going yeah yeah um coming up next is jasmine masters and i mean okay i i like her as a person but i don't know that again like with like we said with monet i feel like there's something's missing i the print was cute she's giving you a very you know dolce and gabbana like boardroom suit moment i thought um but I, I wouldn't say it was, like, spectacular. But I feel like, you know, we look to Jasmine for the, like, the person, you know, the like, the loudness and the personality. It's not a matter of, like, oh, my God, what is she wearing? So but I, why is she you know, there? Like, uh, why is she there if she's all personality? I it's mean, like a competition where, you're like, you're trying to show looks. And, like, people, like, yep. the majority of the show is, like, looking at, see, trying to figure out what sort of outfit they're going to show up in. Mm-hmm. So. You right. can't just be a personality unless you're like really good at comedy, like Bianca Del Rio, you yeah, know. Which and 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 well, you know, we all know how good Jasmine Masters is at comedy. Well, we found out on this episode. <laughs> yeah. What about Valentina? Let's talk about her. <laughs> she had a really, about her? she has a really epic uh, intro. I think that she mm-hmm. did fantastic. Everybody wants to see her. Like she, like the fact that she agreed to do this is amazing in my opinion because everybody wants the like the end of this story like mm-hmm. she she was cut 
and she didn't get a fair shot at like being defeated or winning. Yeah. So the fact that she's involved right now is fantastic. I think she looks gorgeous. I think throughout the entire episode, she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just waiting for that moment where she ends up like kind of turning out like a salsa number or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see her be like the queen of salsa. But either way, that has nothing to do with what she's wearing. I think she looks fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was... It was spectacular, but also kind of unexpected. Absolutely for unexpected. Her, yeah. Because it wasn't like a gown. It was this like kind of avant-garde, like, you know, bubble, like garbage bubble. Ballerina in a garbage yeah. bag almost. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's by the designer who like makes everything she wears, who does, you know, kind of, you know, that more classic silhouette. I just like from the hair to the, the, the little half gloves. It's, it was just so, uh, she just looks so good. She looks so fucking good. Um, moving on to Latrice Royale. Yes. What do we think? Um, I mean, I'm going to say the same thing I said when we did our, re- the, the revealed episode. There's a undergarment issue again. Oh, I, I love Latrice. I liked it. I love her. Well, um, my, my humble opinion, I, I'm not a fashion designer or anything, but like visually as they open the door and they, they reveal Latrilla, it was clear that, uh, that Manila is the focal point. So when yeah, she, yeah. when they walk in, it was, it was like a very normal sort of gown on Latrice, but right next to you, you got a fucking dead big bird. That, with like axes yeah. on the eyes and like a big fucking tire print across its mm-hmm. stomach. So you're just staring at like, and the makeup's running on Manila is so creative and interesting. Mm-hmm. In comparison to like what Latrice is wearing, that you're not even looking at it. You're like, oh, there's a there's yeah. another drag queen over there. You know, there's this big giant yellow blob that's getting all my attention right now. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. completely agree, and also like it just reminded me of why Manila is so legendary. Like not just in Drag Race, but as a queen. You know, she's never stopped working since her season. She has taken this you know black hair with a white streak and run with it, and it's never not perfect and the fact that like she had you know this iconic big bird costume that that she wore on her season turned into you know like you said this like bird that's been run over you know with like a band-aid and like rhinestones on her knees for blood it's like yeah it's so fucking conceptual and then on top of that going on social media she has a whole clip of her yeah, like coming back home with a muppet in the window like it's yeah <laughs> it's and and that kind of sucks because like you said you know you, you see manila and then you're like oh okay latrice is wearing a dress like yeah you know. yeah i mean because it's so much to take in like because it's a recall to to her old her like big bird look mm-hmm. it's like it's it's interesting she's got all of her iconic things going on like she's got her fucking hair that she wore yep all the time and it's just so much it takes all your attention so i think if if latrice were to do like maybe a big teletubby look or if they like worked together and they did one of their Latrilla um, like team looks, then that would have been much yeah. better and like much more fair. But I mean, this whatever. I mean, whatever. Just glaze over yeah. it. Then. It sucks because I'm looking at this dress and it's got a great silhouette. It just it you need to be wearing the right undergarments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I I mean we don't do drag that often, but I know that like I know how to shape my body so that I have the right like the shape that I enjoy mm-hmm. when I'm in drag. Yeah, and it just doesn't like I've seen Latrice in different versions of herself, and this Absolutely. is not, you know, yeah. To me, it's not the most flattering, but you know, from from one big girl to another, um, <laughs> fix your shape. I also did okay. Did either of you catch the reference to Big Bird being thrown under the bus, which they always talk about on the show, like not Big Bird specifically, but, but I mean yeah, like yeah. this tire track. I I'm thought, just like, yeah, I thought oh. that was really cute. <laughs> 
Um, there you go. Yeah, that's one of the phrases they love the most on the show. Yeah. It's been thrown under the bus. Yeah. But um, well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the mini challenge and uh, decide, did they pick the right winner with uh, with the reading challenge? Who knows? We'll find out when we come back. Stick around. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back. And it's time to talk about the mini challenge, which was the reading challenge. Um, is anybody else just like... I don't know. There was a lot of violence in these reads this time around. What did we, what did we, Eddie, what did you think? I, I was really into it. Um, the, the macabre humor I was a hundred percent here for. I don't remember who made it, but there was a joke about somebody being dead and it, like, it took me completely out of it. I was just like, this is decent comedy. I really wish like, um, they expanded that segment because that's really the most interesting part of the show so yeah. far. Well, they make you because... go online to go get the rest of it. Unfortunately. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I got it. Yeah. But I swear they do it because then when you watch the stuff online, it's like, oh, but why didn't she get more airtime or why didn't she win? You know, um, the one that you're talking about is so Gia asked Trinity who did her. Was it illegal silicone? Oh, there you go. There you go. That whole moment. Yes. Yes. I thought that that was really like cutting a little too deep for a read. Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it because the thing is like, she, she's coming off as a major cunt in this episode. And I really like that. I mean, it, it, it doesn't come off as like, I think it, it's, it's funny to me, but that might not be hmm. funny to anybody else. I, I thought it was like, like counterfeit silicone. Yeah. It's kind of like really dark, but um, I don't know. I think it was delivered uh, appropriately. She's just mean. Like, and, and like, <laughs> and, and like, so. I, and I, and I, and I don't mind a mean girl, but it's like, if you're going to be that mean, you have to be smart. And that's... If you're going to be that mean, you have to be well, talented. Well, exactly. Like, Bianca <laughs> Del Rio is really mean, but she's a very good comic. You, you, you know, right, like, right. it's all... And I think that Gia is just there thinking that she is so much more clever than all these other girls. But she's just coming off as, like, not just a cunt, because I appreciate a cunt. She's coming off as, like, like this little bitter girl, and I don't like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just very... Um, it's just dumb, you know, whereas like I, I think Valentina was great with her reads better than I thought she would be. Um, you know, in general, I thought that they were they were OK, you know, um, but I think Gia's reads, it, it took her way too long to get them out yeah. for them to be funny. Yeah. Like she was trying to be insulting and that I don't know. It just it kind of got to me a little bit, I think. Oh, OK. Yeah. Who did you think was who was your favorite, Eddie? I, to be honest, I don't really remember much of it. I think that joke is the only thing that stuck with me because it was mm-hmm. so shocking. Yeah. But like, I think everybody did well. I, who was the one person that fell flat? Like, none of their jokes landed. Sarah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. right, right. And yeah. that's a difficult one because like she was she was like flopping in her comedy challenge in her original season. So yeah. you can't really expect her to be like. It's just not her aesthetic. She's yeah. sexy. Yeah. You know. I yeah. Don't know. Um. Who. Well, I thought so that I thought that Valentina <laughs> was going to win. Yeah, I really I thought 
you know, like Latrice did well, but I think that Valentina really like dug deep in the history and was like, okay, well, we have these two older queens. I'm going to make sure that they get tailored mm-hmm. jokes. And I don't know. I also really enjoyed her delivery. Yeah. And she got a few like double whammy, at least two like double whammy reasons, yeah. which I love a read of one girl that then gets transferred onto another one. It, it's just, I love when that happens. Personally, I, I did like Latrice though. She was I good. mean, but, but Latrice knows what she's doing. Yeah. Like that's just it. She knows how to do this. And so her, you know, being the winner, I thought was appropriate. Yeah. I think so. Um, then there was no, um, there was no prize for that. No. Which is odd. There should be. You're using their talents to come up with these reads. They deserve some cash for that. Yeah. But, you know. Um, didn't, they say that, didn't they say that they don't really know who's going to be in the uh, show? So they have to write a bunch of fucking jokes, remember them, deliver them to the appropriate mm-hmm. person. I wouldn't be able to fucking remember my jokes to, towards each person. Yeah. No way. Well, I was surprised that having them, like, having the reading challenge be on the first episode before they have time to, like, you know, like, feel each other out was kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Because yeah. it, it, it then, you Definitely. know, I think catches them a little more off guard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that because on a regular season, you know who you're reading the next day and mm-hmm. you can write those jokes in your hotel room. Exactly. Um, yeah. So our maxi challenge this week is the, the staple. It's the variety show. This time it's a star spangled variety show for uh, LGBT servicemen and women. Um, and um, let's see. Let's go right into the show. Mm-hmm. So we start off again with Monique Hart. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, but before we do that, yes. RuPaul kicks off the... Um, oh, right. RuPaul kicks off the, damn it, the variety show by saying, ladies and gentlemen, start your oh, own there you go. Which Ooh. is the first time other than that Christmas special we won't talk about, where RuPaul <laughs> has included male you know male identified and female identified people in the introduction because obviously she is there Mm. and i wonder if this is going to then you know follow through hopefully i I don't know about season 11 but maybe season 12 where we might actually you know have the casting be open to a like a, a a wider group of um people in our community than just you know cis men hmm. in drag so Progress. i thought that was really interesting god bless amen <laughs> so monique yes let's talk about monique um okay. uh eddie what did you think of the song <laughs> just kick, just kick the dead horse a little more please <laughs> Like, as if she hasn't been doing that for the last, like, fucking year on social media. Mm-hmm. I think she's fantastic, and I really loved her on her season, but ki- that quit the fuck. No, she's kicking the dead brown cow. <laughs> Sorry for the misspeak right there, but it's a, it's dead. You, 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 you're releasing a fucking song about a year-old joke that you've been, like, mm-hmm. really pushing. It's, it's stupid. I mean, it's cute that, like, you're creating a fashion moment with your fucking brown cow thing, but the confessional is a brown cow. She's always dressed in the brown cow, and now she's doing a whole fucking number about the brown cow. She needs to stop it. And you know what? It's across the entire talent show. I mean, it's not just her. It's everybody else, too. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, right. let's yeah. just go through all that. Um, I, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with taking a reference, but you have to take that and expand it. It can't be like the, all of the lyrics in that song where her catchphrases. Yeah. Like, let's move past that. Brown cow stunning, reclaiming, which isn't even her own, reclaiming my time isn't even her, her cat. It also wasn't, I mean, <laughs> brown cow was a, was an, a, like you said earlier, Eddie, it was an accident or not an accident. It was a mistake. Reclaiming my time was another mistake. And it's like, and also, we don't want to recall that snatch game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will okay. say this though. Yes. 
kudos to her for singing live and sounding good. That's true. She did. She sounded good. She danced really well. It was it was an entertaining performance. Yes, I'll give her that. Next, we have Naomi Smalls with her song, her original song, Pose. Um, What do we think? Mm. No, you didn't like it. I, I didn't love the song. Oh, no, I didn't love this song. It was just Pose, Pose, Pose. It's, Did it remind know, anybody else of Milk's number last Yeah, time? absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. However, what, I, yes. I just find it a little odd that people don't, like, spend more time. When you know when they know they're going to be on All Stars, which is, like, all about creativity and looking different from everybody else, why don't they come up with something that's a little more unique? Like, you know when Tatiana came out with a fucking spoken word thing and everybody uh. was, like, flipping out about that? Like, that was something that was just so weird mm-hmm. and iconic. And it's not just a lip sync or a song. It was, like, an actual, like, it was something creative. It was, her talent was creativity. Or, yeah. like, fucking, like, later on, we see people that are, like, doing different acts or something. Like, you just, you, I'm sure these people are talented at, like, at something else that isn't drag. I'm just mm-hmm. pull that out, you know? Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't understand why everybody's, like, recycling this, like, you know, I'm going to release a song. Because yeah. now everybody's releasing their fucking song. They're like, pre-order it today. They literally said that all on social media mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm like, you can pre-order Pose, which comes out on December 21st. Um, <laughs> I, like, I... Wait a minute. She's releasing it next week? Yes, ma'am. Oh, God. Yes, ma'am. That's not smart. Um, And I think Brown Cow... I mean, anyway. um, I I thought it was a little wobbly. Yeah. Because, like, those those legs as gorgeous as they are they're like pretzels sometimes and like you could tell it was a little awkward however what saved it was when she whipped off the wig and those sunglasses fell right on her face that like i'm so excited for the memes to start coming (laughs) because she looked she looked so fucking silly and then for the rest of the talent show they would just pan to her and there was this like you know it was like naomi smalls as pennywise like it's it was fantastic um Next up, we have Gia Gunn, who did a traditional kabuki number on the runway. Um, I th- I thought it was, you know, it was it was cute, but it's also like, why didn't you, you, like, like yes, it's kabuki, and you know, in 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 the workroom, she's talking all this shit, like, oh, tucking's not a skill. This is not a skill. Blah blah right. blah. I, t- I studied this for fifteen years, and it's like great, but now you, br- you, you it, it's like. I liked it. I thought it was really pretty. The whole thing with the pedals and the fans was really cute. But right. the whole time I'm looking at her, I'm like, you're, you're, you were just so rancid. You're so fucking <laughs> rancid. How can I enjoy oh what God. you're doing? Yeah. Like, you're not a nice person. And I, you know, she's the only one that rubbed me really the wrong way. And I was really excited for her. Well, I'm not going to say I was really excited for her to be on this season. <laughs> I was I was curious to see what was going to happen with her being on the show at you know like in, in you know as a trans woman and like presenting as a trans as a woman right throughout you know even in the workroom where in the past you know if if you're trans you've got to hide it and so she's bucking that and it's like you're using like she's basically wasting this platform um of of like you know like being open on the show by being nasty and i don't know anyway but i thought it was a cute performance okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to bring myself back from the tangent (laughs) eddie did you have any thoughts about her performance i i like the moment where she like um where she like flipped her arms out and there were like some sort of streamers that come out and i like how it was visually different from everything else um and uh i don't know i mean i i like the fact that she was doing something that was unique 
And uh, so, I mean, I was into it. I mean, she was definitely safe based on the fact that she was like unique, you know? Yeah. And it was about time we saw that because she was crowing about how she did Kabuki, uh, kabuki mm-hmm. uh, on her season, but we never saw that materialize. So it was good to actually see that, you know? Yeah. Well, we did see it on the... So uh, for season six, the way they promoted the show is they had the girls re-record a RuPaul song and then record a music video. And in the music oh, video yeah. is her doing this exact number, basically, in a bar. Um, so oh. I, I just, I wanted to be petty because she's the pettiest of the petty. So I just want to be petty right back. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, we've, se- we've definitely seen this before. It was beautiful. I think that, uh, a big plus for her is when, um, she's not opening her mouth to speak. Yeah. Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, I just, I feel the same way Daniel does. She just, she makes my blood boil. It's a mouthful of caca. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, let's talk about Trinity Taylor. So next we have Trinity the Tuck showing us how to tuck. Um, I, I thought it was cute. I love the, you know, that the, the skirt was like printed with, um, with duct tape on it. Oh, I didn't like, catch that. Yeah. She apparently made everything that she used. So yeah. kudos to it her. It was fantastic. Um, it was fantastic. I thought it was camp. I, I, and I love that about Trinity because, you know, what she has going for her, I, I think in her favor. Is that, you know, going into season nine, like she said, it was like pageant, pageant, pageant. But we didn't see pageant once from her on season nine. We saw like alternative queen. We saw beauty queen. We saw avant-garde queen. Like, you know, her club kid look was legendary. You know, so amazing. she's incredibly versatile. And then now she gives us this like really like perverse, like 1950s, like jingle number, you know, and I, I just liked it. I thought it was really clever. Um, honestly, like I, just good from start to finish. Yeah, and the fact that it was like an original, uh, original song, but mm-hmm. it wasn't just—it wasn't just a stupid single that she was releasing. It's actually something that it was an act, which yeah. is obviously like a pageant number. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great, and yeah. it was educational. Yes, <laughs> and you can buy it on iTunes. Oh, Literally, oh. it's on iTunes now. There's that. Um, <laughs> uh, next up, we have Pheromone coming out of literally coming out of a highlighter compact to give us a burlesque number. What did we think? Yeah, I think um, she did I, a good job. She felt that she did a good job before that. I was really excited about her, um, her doing burlesque because I mean it's about time we saw her doing something mm-hmm. that was like you know in her zone yeah. and something that she specializes in. Now I respect everybody who can fall because I like I'm roller skating around a nightclub all the time now, and like I I've had so many fucking stripper injuries. Like I've torn my ACL, I've concussed, I've been bleeding all over the place. Like doing doing stripper shit and trying to be sexy and then like having a, a severe fall is uh it's so scary it makes you so embarrassed but um the, the fact that she got up and she continued she might have been like a little uh a little shocked but the fact that she picked it up and went good for her she shouldn't have been on the uh thing shouldn't have panned out the way it did no yeah absolutely she was, not because it was she looked amazing she looked expensive it was exactly the kind of act that we wanted to see out of her and then she fucking persevered so i don't know mm-hmm. i thought she got a raw deal yeah know? no i i agree and more than anything i'm like fuck whatever happened that fall looked like it hurt really bad and like falling yeah, on falling on your hip like that like with no, you know like no fabric covering you like on this hard ass stage forget about what she did all i could think of was god i hope she's i hope she's okay yeah and like because that can really fuck you up um but i thought it was like you said it was expensive it was gorgeous and like man she didn't even you know like she had a whole powder puff moment like built in and she was like too shaken by it so 
you know, I felt bad. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Monet Exchange. Um, there's another one again. I know, I know yep. those fucking sponges, girl. It was it's, cute, it's, but well, uh, it's not just that, but she put a fucking sponge crown on her during the confessionals. Like the yeah. sponge thing has got to stop. It, it's a season of prop queens. <laughs> like that's what's what's going on in the confessionals. Um, I just don't get it. It's not like the, it's it's not like it's their brand. It's not like they have like this thing that they do. It's just something from a like the show before. That's mm-hmm. like a callback. It's like if I see any more fucking sponges, I'm gonna flip out. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, you and the judges. I think the yeah. judges were definitely like, get those fucking sponges out of here. I, I also think it's, you know, this is one of the things like when people, you know, say like, oh, what has Drag Race done? Like good and bad. This is one of the bad things because it's Absolutely. like, it's like you have to have a catchphrase. It's like, these are not the housewives. Like they do other things. Okay. And it's like, great. Like, fine. You had a bad vocal day. Don't sing live. I love Monet, but don't don't Definitely. sing live if you know you're having a bad vocal day. And she's a trained opera singer. Yeah, you know, and like she sh- should have done opera. Well, yeah, exactly. Like she could have done something, and also don't like a song that's been out for a while that we've all heard. It's just, I mean, again, I don't know how much the judges like pay attention to anything that's going on outside of that studio, honestly. But it it just, um, I know Monet can do better. Yeah, like she can do so much better, and I don't. I don't want this to be season 10 all over again for her. She should have done a comedy routine, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. She could have done she, any number of things. She's like Bob 2.0, so she mm-hmm. should have like kind of gone with her strengths. But I mean, yep. whatever. Pretty yeah. Bob. Um, <laughs> I love, I love Pretty Bob. That's terrible. Um, that, that's what Trixie, no, that's what Trixie calls her. her. <laughs> I love it. I think it's very funny. <laughs> um, Manila is next, and I loved that this was something so different from what everybody else did. Like amazing, amazing. Also, the fact that the judges, like, you could see that they were trying to process what was going on. They didn't yeah. get it, and I was like, oh my god, no, they're gonna like totally like just massacre her. But I love like the Bob Ross reference, and she just like I, I think it was like the flight of the bumblebee that, that she was using as the music and then she just flips the canvas around and then come just like why is she so brilliant <laughs> why is Manila so fucking brilliant it's amazing she's a oh. she's a graphic designer also mm-hmm. yeah like she knows what she's doing and they're auctioning off the painting now for charity so there you go there you go look at her I loved that everyone was confused because it kind of gave you something to do until you figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I watched, we watched it a second time and I was like, how did you know to paint there if it was upside down and then over here? Amazing. That's a talent. Genius. She obviously practiced her number. Something, well, something that our next uh, competitor should have done. Oh, yeah. Miss Jasmine Masters with your one ass breath joke. Yeah. Sorry, I just. The, uh, that the fart that went it's over a, it, church or whatever. It's, a, it's been viral for way too long to be pulling that shit out. Yeah, like, uh, girl, girl, like, you, why'd you come back? Yeah. If, like, you weren't going <laughs> to put oomph into it, like, you had nothing to do but prepare a stand-up routine. Like, also, I want to know who these people are at the, at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> it's like Robert said, who were the five family members? <laughs> That were like you're you're everything. But seriously though, like who were they? I mean, it just tells you it was so bad they cut it down to one joke, right? Like, girl, come on, <laughs> be invested. I want them to put the entire performance on the internet, yeah, so we that can would judge. Be great. Yeah, let's like like let's see it. Let's see it. Who was it that said her little YouTube, her little Facebook videos? Oh, Monique. Monique. Oh my God. When Monique <laughs> said that, I just about died. She's like yeah. even Beyonce rehearses. Well, 
like well of course don't compare people to beyonce okay um uh latrice is next with her color guard performance and it was good but like I don't know. <laughs> there was um, some I, stuff missing. I, I was hosting a viewing party, um, uh-huh. uh, and people were flipping out about it. They loved it. Um, mm-hmm. For those of us who are on social media, we've already seen the color guard thing, like through every tour that she's done. So yeah. I don't think it was as impressive as I think if if you saw it for the first time. Um, I mean, it's definitely unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just so there was there were a lot of there's a there's a big thing happening in the fan base today where people are talking about how uh, Latrice was robbed. And one of the, I think one of the girls who's already been on the show tweeted about it and Trinity responded saying, well, what you didn't see is the reason that she wasn't in the top. Um, and in my opinion, the, the version of her performance that was cut up for the show um, was a little awkward. Like it was just, there was, there was some awkwardness in the way mm-hmm. that the whole number went down. So I can't imagine watching the whole thing and it being more entertaining than what Trinity did, did, in my opinion. Did Trinity say why she wasn't? No, she didn't say. Oh. But she said that there was more to the number that wasn't shown, uh, basically. That I, yeah. I'd love know, to see that. I thought it yeah. was quirky. I, like, I think color guard numbers are weird as fuck. Like, in, in my own opinion, like, unless they're, like, y- you know, having to do the marching band or, you know, in, in whatever space you would do a color guard number. Right. Um but but I was like, well, she moved around everywhere. She had on, you know, like a, th- a thin heel. Like it, it was a, it was a, a different Latrice, and I I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. But yeah, it was exciting. You know, I mean, to me, it was very. I'm and and I'm the wrong person to make this comparison because I actually enjoyed the number, but it reminded me of what Chi-Chi did last season, and I just loved oh. it so much <laughs> because it was like. Oh, bless your heart. This is adorable. Like Yeah, didn't she, she, she do like a, like a baton routine? Oh my yes. god. Yeah. In those in those in those shoes, in those like <laughs> slipper sandal socks, whatever they were. But but I but I think that Latrice actual like um oh damn, what's the word? Uh yes. L- Latrice succeeded in what she was okay. doing. Chi Chi I don't know what I still don't know what that was. I'm still perplexed by it. But yeah, yeah. I you know I mean, she was, you know, twirling two flags, and I thought it was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Last up on the stage is Miss Valentina doing what we're assuming is an original number. I did a lot of digging today to see if that song is somebody else's work or whatever it is. Um, You didn't find anything? No. Nothing at all. No. And even, I mean, the, the Valentina stands are like, tell me the name of that song. Like, it was a cute <laughs> song. Yeah, it was a cute song. It was a Spanish language song. Yes. Too. Wait, and was, she singing, was she singing it? No, she was lip syncing to it. People think, people are speculating that that is her voice in the recording, but, you know, we don't have any yeah. proof. Um, so I liked that the, essentially the, the it was a very triumphant song. Triumphant song. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics were basically expressing like anyone who gets in my way, I'm going to beat them. Mm-hmm. And it was like it just a winner triumphing yeah, after not succeeding or whatever. I love that. I mean, she knew the words, which is very important, well, obviously. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I love that she just gave us like this Latin dance performance. It was so cha-cha. It was very uh, vibrant. And I think it was a good way to close out the, the talent show, you know? Um, and as much... Uh, weird feelings as like i have about valentina in the aftermath of her season because of all the shit that came out i really am a fan i really am a fan of valentina's and i can't even hide it and i was just rooting for her during that whole number 
and she knew what to do with her hair and you you like you never like you were never not seeing her mouth move perfectly in sync with the song and i appreciated yeah, she, that she looked fantastic that hair was amazing oh right it was just meant for that it was just like the slinky dress i even like you know that like the, the heel was was perfect for the for the whole thing it was just it was amazing did yeah. as so did you understand the lyrics eddie while you're watching uh, no well i mean i honestly like I, the the audio in that club was so horrible that like oh. i mean you wouldn't be able to understand pose 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 even if you tried oh, so okay. like i'm sure if i went back and listened to it i probably could understand it i was just wondering as someone who maybe didn't understand what she was saying if it was just as entertaining or because like i wasn't sold on it immediately it wasn't until the lyrics started coming out that i was like "Ooh, okay i see what you're doing um, are, are you a spanish speaker yes we yeah. both are yeah we're both well, bilingual, so. So, um, so you guys both appreciated it for what it is yeah right because we were getting the message but i was just wondering if maybe i don't know i wonder if like for someone who who wouldn't get it right away or whatever but i anyway. i think i think what was more entertaining was her um uh, her dancing i mean like what was she doing that was salsa like she was like throwing salsa moves right yeah yeah and that's what I want to see out of her. I remember she was talking about recording a uh, an album or like doing a one woman show. And I would love to see some like mm-hmm. cultural stuff as, out of her. Cause she's always crowing about how she's like some sort of savior of the uh, of the Mexican people, right? <laughs> I mean, now it's every, every she's she's every Latina woman. She's she's yeah. now exactly. being, encapsulating the whole Spanish speaking world and and you know everything else. But um, which she doesn't need to do. We didn't no, ask no, you for that. She doesn't. <laughs> But but I did ask her for a very good performance, and that's what she gave. Yes, she did deliver. So there we that. go. Um, well, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the lip sync. And well, actually, we're going to talk about the top two first. So let's let me not get ahead of myself. Um, right. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. And we're back to talk about the results from the all-star super queen variety show maxi challenge and resulting lip sync. Um, so after the, after this, this show was over, uh, we find out that the top two are Monique and Trinity deservedly. So I think, um, do we all agree? Eddie? Do we all agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, with the bottom two being Farah and Jasmine. Now, do we all agree about that? Not Farah. No, yeah. uh, Jasmine, yes, but um, I, I'm sure there was somebody else that did something extremely lackluster that could have taken her place. Yes. I, I honestly thought that it was going to be Monet and Jasmine, simply because of the voice thing and the sponge thing and all of that. Like, see, yeah. she seemed to like because they they didn't criticize Farrah's performance; they criticized her coping with it. You know, the, yeah. the fall. Whereas, and and they were like, stop whining. So she needed to hear that. Whereas with Monet, it was like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
but you know. I agree. I think that regardless of who else was in the bottom two, it was going to be Jasmine's turn to go home, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They didn't even need to have a lip sync for that. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I know I said this already, but I need to stress this point. Farah, you got to stop crying. Like, right. you're like, because it spoils. It spoils everything. Yeah. You're, like, t- you're actually talented. You don't need mm-hmm. to do this. Like, you really don't need to do this. Yeah, do you think that's part of her shtick and it's not really authentic? I'm convinced it is. I'm convinced yeah, it's like how she, like, if she's having a hard time getting someone to do something that she's asked, that that's what, that's the technique. I'm convinced she's, of it. She, she's never cried around me. She like acts like a boss around me. Well, so. and, and well, it's funny because when it is. she she was in our apartment for a photo shoot with Alexis Michelle a few months ago, and she was like, you know, like confident, not whiny, totally yeah, different she voice. Had a, she had a whole moment with her wig, and she handled it like a pro. Yeah. Um, so so I think I think a lot of this again, it's like you were saying earlier, Eddie, where it's like, okay, girls, uh, Monique Brown Cow. Uh, you know, Monet Sponge. Hey, Farrah, you cry all the time, right? Keep on doing that. And and at, right. at the same time, make sure you mention Super Queen in your confessionals because that's what RuPaul's pushing this season. So it's like, that, did she? Y- yes, it's it's it's, it's literally Trinity it's just, said it. I don't yeah. know if any of the other girls well, did, but I, Trinity I, mentioned I'm, it. I'm sure they were like, no, we're not saying that. You know, like uh, like I wouldn't, right. but I I feel like it's th- this is the season where they're like, oh, you 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 have this one thing that people remember, and it's like they're trying to reduce it to that one thing. And so I think it seems like Farrah just gets really frustrated with herself, and like the crying is how she lets it out. Yeah, because it's very different from the the like the whining thing that she does. Yeah. I, I I think this is coming from a very genuine place, but she needs to realize that she's better than that, and she is. You know, um, but yeah, she needs to stop crying because it's, it's too much. It's too much. Um, let's talk about the lip sync. I was confused by the editing of this lip sync because typically mm. if we're being if, if if one person is winning, the editors let us know during the lip sync. But this time it was confusing because you're following Monique the whole time mm-hmm. and then Trinity wins. Like what gives? Did anybody else catch that? Yeah, well, she was bringing all the comedy, and she was interesting. She like her wig fell off, obviously, but she was at least entertaining, right? Right, right. See, yes. However, like Trinity's gown, the presentation, the way she performed the song, and the fact that it was like she performed it as if she were like Mariah Carey performing it, and I really. Yeah. Like, I really appreciated that. Like, I don't think that you always have to be true to how an artist interprets a song. Yeah. But there was something about Trinity doing it and not moving all over the place, higgledy-piggledy, that I really appreciated because you got to really, like... Like, even though the camera was on Monique, I was, you know, seeing what Trinity was doing back there. Um, Yeah. It also kind of drove me crazy that, like, it's this, like, drag queen thing that it all has to turn into, like, your pussy being electrocuted. Like that's that, kind of weird. It, yeah, it's like she was just like eh, you know, like on her pussy all over the floor, and it's like what? Like this? Like that's not what's going on here. Like what? And that's desperate. And it's like you're being desperate, but you're not going anywhere at the end of the day. Like you're not fighting to stay. I mean, ten thousand dollars, like that's a lot of money. But it just it was an, it, as entertaining as she was in the beginning. I feel like she was grasping at straws after her hair came off and went up into the rafters but, you know <laughs> Did it? I, yeah yeah it was hanging from the rafters and they got it with like one of those like long sticks and gave it back to her <laughs> um 
I it was trees. such a good moment because it was clear the judges couldn't focus on anything <laughs> else other than the wig just hanging from the trussing that was above them because they oh kept pointing God. to it and like <laughs> I love that Latrice in the confession was like what comes up no nope, didn't come down <laughs> like again like girl like when they when they told her borrow duct tape borrow borrow trinities like borrow some glue like. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness gracious i think they both did really good lip syncs i think that they didn't i thought they were going to give it to monique and i think they didn't because her wig fell off mm-hmm. plain and simple so yeah i don't know but trinity wins the lip sync and ten thousand dollars and the ability to send a bitch home and she picks jasmine yes and i, I think mean, we agree with her yeah. decision yes. jasmine you yeah, uh, y- you know, like if they had picked anybody else, it just would like it wouldn't have made sense. You know, what do you think, Eddie? Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Right, Jasmine. Jasmine was doing the viewing party um with us, and she had uh, it seemed like she knew exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um. So we have a listener email that we wanted to highlight. Um, our listener Megan wrote in and she writes, I wanted to say a huge thank you for having dusty balls on your cast. Uh, it was great to, uh, great to hear not only from a drag King, but also hear about her point of view on call out versus call in culture. It's so important to remember, as dusty said that not everyone has had the same background and maybe hasn't had the same opportunity for education. We can't all be at 500 level feminism courses. We got to start (laughs) at one Oh (laughs) one. Giving the benefit of the doubt and privately or publicly, but kindly saying something is totally important. That's a Mm -hmm. great perspective to have. And really, I mean, as a Scorpio and someone who, you know, has a bit of a fiery temper, sort of hard to keep in check. Uh, So thank Mm. you for your kind words. Um, She also says, uh, major snaps to y'all for doing your own soul searching to update your intro music. Part of me misses the lyrics because they were so catchy, but I 100% back and agree with the change. It's tough to do that self-analysis. So major kudos. What was it? Um, So I had recorded a song sort of as a joke, like a year before we started the podcast called Fat Fish. And we essentially, I mean, I had been thinking about it for a while, but we had a guest on and we had a discussion with him as uh, about the song and whether, you know, what his perspective of it was in terms of whether it was uh, misogynistic. And, you know, after a lot of thinking about it, I decided that, you know, it's better to get rid of it because I don't like, I don't like that in comedy. I don't, I don't love when a drag queen is like, Oh, you know, like comparing the smell of a vagina to fish because I think it's, I think that's misogynistic, but also it's not anywhere close to true. Like, no, that's not what happens. Um, but, uh, I I don't know about that. I smelled (laughs) some pretty fishy pussies in my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I, I would say there's a lot of weird smells that go on down there. I think it's just right. strange assigning that to like being um a passable as a woman uh, in drag. I think that's right. kind of a strange sort of jump to make. Yeah. But I understand it. I mean, I understand like why it's being associated. Right. Well, we decided that we didn't want to have that yeah. make the connection yeah, it's, anymore and it's, it's not, it's not you worth know, it. Yeah, it's every, not every yeah, drag queen needs for. to be Mother Teresa now. Like every single one needs to be a saint. And unless like if you're doing some like risky comedy, uh, uh good luck dealing with Reddit, right? Well, I think, you know, uh, it's my opinion that 
if you're making more room for people, that's also right. making more room for you to be more yeah. creative. So it's like what, what, yeah. what Habab, you know, will always say, something, you know, like the cost benefit. Like yeah. You have to look at the cost benefit analysis. Right. So we just decided to let it go and, you know, something else will take its place. Maybe or maybe not. Yeah. You know, I did remix our theme song mm-hmm. without the lyrics in it. So, you know, um, and I had a good time doing it. So there you go. <laughs> Um, but I'm I'm happy. I I I thank you, Megan, for your kind words. I'm I'm happy that people are noticing because it sort of seemed like we did it and then mm-hmm. no one said anything, which yeah. was a little odd. Not that we need a cookie for doing the right thing, um, but uh, but it was. It's always you know, nice. It it's it's nice that somebody notices, but like mm-hmm. I would I would rather you just feel like you're included, essentially, mm-hmm. without sure. that extra thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so thank you, Megan, for writing yeah, in. Thank you. Um, and before we close out the show, uh, we were going to talk about this at the beginning of the episode, but we both completely forgot. You were just on the Howard Stern show. How was that? Tell us everything. Oh, it was real weird. Um, I've been doing this whole thing where, um, I mean, okay, so I told you that I had a little, a little ACL issue um, mm-hmm. where I yeah. was uh, laid out. So that happened when I was doing a split and some motherfucker decided to throw a glass on my stage when I was doing a split. And my Anyway. My oh. knee shattered, and I was laid out in bed for a long time. And what did I have um, but Howard Stern? Because I was listening to it on Sirius XM, and, and it literally got me through my horrible commute to and from work. But then, of course, I was laid in bed, and all I had was weed and Howard Stern. So I would just lay there for easily like six months. I was stuck in bed. I couldn't walk, and I could, like, I could, I could wheel around. But I just listened to it nonstop. And you know what? I was laying there last year and I was in bed with the person who was helping me. And I I looked over and I said, you know what, baby, next year I'm going to be on that fucking show. And she was like, sure, whatever. And um, and uh, you know what? Just like clockwork, something happened. I got in touch with one of their writers and just just miracles exist. And then uh, a year almost to the day, I'm standing in front of Howard Stern completely naked with my cock and balls hanging out. uh, uh, getting uh, vying for this uh, fat, high pitch Eric's attention. So there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's like I got to tell you, like I'm. There's some magic going on in my life because I think all the positive energy that I'm exuding is coming back to me, and it's not more. It's not so much of a karma moment, but I think it's more of like I'm, I'm, I'm helping other people realize their dreams, and I, I work hard at that. And you know, in turn, some magic happens, and it, it gets reflected right back at me. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. all about. It's great that you're you're acknowledging that there's good energy coming your way, and that you're you're like, I deserve this because I put good energy out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I'm on these days, and especially because like you know we're on social media, we're all talking, we're all in the same fucking community. Yeah. I've just like made special. Um, t- I take special care to make everybody feel kind of like I may have weird opinions. You know, I like comedy. I I I like when people get offended, but if it's if it's funny, you know. Yeah. And so you, you were talking about how, like, you want to make everybody feel included. I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like to play with discomfort like that. But um, but I'm always trying to make people feel happy. And where I might be a little bit edgy in some opinions, um, I'm going to make up with it because I love everybody. And I want everybody to be happy. Just have a fucking sense of humor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I'm a, I'm a weird guy. I, I, I know exactly how I'm perceived and I could take any fucking low hanging fruit joke that um, that somebody has to come up with. But the thing is, I understand myself and I understand everybody else. So, like, I I'll take time to to um, to figure out a way to make everybody happy uh, by, by examining who they are, you know. 
and mm-hmm. and so it's it's been uh, working the same way right back at me because uh, my world is like generally a positive place. I don't have anything weird or fucked up going on. There's no like drama in my life, and and uh, and I've gotten to a place where I'm like really fucking comfortable, and I'm just kind of accepting all the positivity that comes my way, you know. Right. And trying to share, trying to share the opportunities that I get, you know, like if I get handed a big gig. Um, I can do a trickle down with the people that have helped me in the past. Like, for example, when I was on Stern, they said, so we're not going to pay you to be naked on on camera and on the on the radio, but we're going to we're going to pay you in plugs. So what the plug, what, what it meant was, um, who do you want to plug? So I plugged Hey Queen because they've like been they've been there for me since uh, since I started this whole fucking mm-hmm. mess. And and they, they're the best people. Let me tell you. And, and my way I, I could pay it forward by um by giving them a little bit of my shine and thusly like so i wore my drag queen merch uh shirt when i was there just in case any photographs happened that would be that that may climb up the ranks and so i got to give back to drag queen merch for being that that friendly and sweet to me so um it's kind of one of those things like if you get like a big shine in your life you kind of want to help everybody else because you're just gonna look like a fucking douchebag if you're running around being like i'm a star you know yep yeah right help everybody else you know right is there something that you want the same way you man- manifested Stern this year for yourself or for last year for this year? Is there right. something that you want to manifest for 2019? I'm having a really hard time with that. And the thing is, um, I wanted to when I was uh, a, a little younger, very depressed. I, I used to watch Hey Queen to keep myself happy. And I said, one of these days and this is just a private sort of manif- uh, manifestation. I didn't say this to anybody. I said, I want to be on that fucking show. And then in time, I ended up walking in that fucking studio and I created like a great relationship with these guys. And the same thing happened with Stern. But the thing is, I haven't found that next step. And I've been very lucky and fortunate to everything that I'm interested in. And I'm not interested in a lot of things like I don't watch television. I don't watch movies. I have these weird sort of things that I get into and they end up being a part of my obsession. And I think it's because I, I, I'm so passionate about this one weird thing that I've got. But I'm, I'm lost now. So I was like, mm. basically, when I walked out of the studio at the Stern show, I was like, I have nothing else to live for now. Somebody give me a reason to survive. <laughs> I got nothing else going on. So, I mean, the thing is, I, I've done, I wanted to do straight porn. I, I t- tried that out. I did it. You know, I wanted to do this, uh, like, uh, shoot for this fucking gay porn company. Great. I did that. But the thing is, I don't really have anything else that I really want to accomplish short of, like, going to Mount Rushmore, maybe. Um, okay. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm waiting for that. I'm sure something's going to catch my eye and then I'm going to go full bore in some other direction. I mean, my, I, I you know what? Out of nowhere, Chi Chi Devane wore my shirt on, on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I've essentially been involved with every single thing that I do in this in, in, in my life. So I have no idea. I'm honestly ready to die tomorrow because I've accomplished everything I've ever wanted. So <laughs> I, I'm in the afterlife at this point, <laughs> you know? That's so that is a really like that is a really inspiring way to live your life and and to have as an outlook for everything you do. Yeah. You know, no regrets. Well, on top of that, I I feel like a lot of this is like um, it's it it helps because when you're really like uh, using people and you're trying to get somewhere and you're very driven, like you don't acknowledge the people around you. You're not acknowledging their feelings or how like you want things like, you know, like there are a lot of guys in this world that cheat on their girlfriends a lot because they feel like they deserve a, a ton of liaisons or they, mm-hmm. they, I, I need this. So they disregard everybody else's feelings. But the thing is, is if, if like you relinquish your anxieties, 
um, you relinquish all these desires that are like making you a demon, then it just makes you a better person. So right now I, I, I got nothing else I want. So I'm just giving back at this point. So like, I think that's like, generally if, if people get what they want, if they're a decent person, then they'll stop being such a fucking piranha, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Very yeah. True. And that's what I would like to see out of a lot of these drag race girls who are getting their fame. You know, we had this really awkward moment when they were doing that um, that interview with uh, Carson Kressley where they were talking about local queens. Do you remember this? Okay. Yes. Yes. So, on yes. on okay. the build interview. Oh, yes. Yes. yeah. Yes. Okay. So what I thought was super uncomfortable there is this is your moment to show how you've done this trickle down moment where you become a celebrity. You're 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 posing for uh, Louboutin or like or Vogue or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you're doing, but you're not really supporting the people that are building you up, you know? Right. And I didn't see any evidence of, 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 I mean, I'm not talking shit about any of them, but I didn't see any like evidence that anybody really showed in that interview that they're really supporting the other people that, that have built them up so high, you know? Um, I think that would have been a great moment to be like, well, I share as in doing this. Um, uh, I mean, for well, okay, one thing I know is Sasha Valore is still booking uh new york queens at yeah. her show nightgown she hasn't gotten carried away um with uh with herself so far as she's not giving people an opportunity mm-hmm. like she brought she brought she brings sasha colby to her thing mm-hmm. and she, sasha colby's not on drag race and and vander von odd she she flies her all the way from fucking los angeles yeah. so it, in that case i would say that um that sasha would be the most successful in terms of like like sharing her 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 spotlight with people that really deserve it mm-hmm. um but I haven't really seen that uh, that that reflected in a lot of these people. What are your thoughts? I, you're literally echoing a that, conversation we had that last is week. My, <laughs> the the I I should just have it like tattooed somewhere. Sasha Velour has been the most inclusive winner of Drag Race in all like all of the seasons put together. Because from the moment even even before she was on Drag Race, she was doing this show, you know, nightgowns that included. Every you know every person of any any type of performer you know drag queen uh, you know drag king performance artists like burlesque burlesque you yeah. know at uh you know uh, white black Asian Hispanic like she has essentially had trans cis you know yeah. if you perform and you're in the community chances are you're going to be on nightgowns if it's of quality of course and it's like <laughs> yeah because yeah, quality that's important um and it's like she hasn't stopped and she puts you know she puts her money where her mouth is and and that's something that i i i think i'm hard pressed to find from really any any anybody else right any any drag queen yeah. who has won any you know, drag race girls won or gone far or who's doing anything really they have a lot if if they ever you know want to claim that they give back they have a lot to live up to i mean specifically with that Absolutely. build interview that you mentioned why didn't any yeah. of them just say a name of a queen mm-hmm. it's right so- well I, I think i think somebody said they mentioned one one queen that wasn't on drag race i'm not really sure who it was but i remember noticing one and it's it's interesting that you that, that you bring that up but I, I, somebody got attention i don't really know who the fuck it was i yeah, well, i think right. monet actually brought i think monet brought it up because i think she said somebody's name or something i think she to tried to relate she mentioned jasmine i believe oh yeah jasmine what, rice labasia yeah. who's just like, like oh, yeah. have you met jasmine so, rice no oh oh you'll never but forget that, when you do Right. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a, but that's but that's a, that's a decent example but mm-hmm. i mean i i, I don't know i mean uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that was a perfect opportunity. But anyway, but that, yeah. that's what I was kind of getting at with like, you know, just if you have a little bit of shine, just give somebody like, you know, just a moment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, there are people who helped you get where where you are or supported you or were kind to you. And if you can bring them along with you, you should. Yeah. You know, why not? So, well, that brings us to the end of our episode, Eddie. Thank you so much for being our guest. Um, yeah. Would you hey, be- sorry. Huh? Sorry, uh, sorry, I couldn't get uh, more involved in the uh, in the fashion part of it because oh, I don't that's... really know that much about fashion. But I mean, I I just kind of can I I can comment on at least like visually what I mm-hmm. what what's grabbing my attention or like what's what the audience is kind of saying at these uh, at these uh, viewing parties. Oh but God, <laughs> no, no, don't no no need for apologies here. You were great. We really loved having you on. I'm from New Jersey, so fashion <laughs> is not a language I speak. So it's okay. Oh, there you go. No, no pose, <laughs> pose, pose. Um, so, Eddie, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and what you, you know you have coming up and what you're up to? Yes. Okay. So, I uh, you can find me on social media at Eddie Danger and then Twitter at Eddie Dangerous. Um, it's kind of the same everywhere. And then my legal name on Facebook, which is uh, essentially the same thing, but sounds like a douchebag Guido. You can figure it out. Just go to Instagram. But um, what do I have coming up? I'm, I'm traveling an awful lot. I'm being flown to Aruba to shoot a bunch of fucking porn. It's some reality porn thing. Um, I'm going to I'm going to Boise, Idaho. I'm going to San Antonio, Texas. I just booked Rochester, New York. So, I mean, this um, in Seattle at some point. So this year is definitely going to be slammed with um, with me having me all over the country. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um uh, in terms of like, so it's just like touring. Um, in terms of big moves, I think the Stern Show is my last one. Hey Queen has the holiday show coming up, and then obviously we're filming the uh, the, the next season of Hey mm-hmm. Queen, and that's going to be brand new and next next level because now we're on Netflix. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, yeah, yeah, it drops on Monday, so we're all excited. I'm hoping that maybe somebody recognizes that I'm now a part of a larger institution. It gives me that blue check mark on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody Verified. loves me. Yeah, love me, please. Ah, uh, wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I have going on, and I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm hopefully some music eventually. But that's like it's it's one of those things where I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to ease out of the whole dancing thing into something that's a little more interesting. So I've been roller skating, or I've been like managing go-go dancers, mm-hmm. or something that's a little uh, like upper tier um, in terms of like helping the people around me. And I, cause I don't want to go to the gym nonstop and I'm getting older. It's getting kind of depressing being a go-go boy. You know, every time I go on Hey Queen, they're just like, Oh, it's a far stretch. Go-go boy. <laughs> Isn't he like 40? <laughs> oh shit. Boy, how is this happening? The guy's a man. That's a grown man. Daddy. Go-go dad. Yeah. You know? So you don't mind the daddy, the, the daddy title. <laughs> I've been dancing and doing this stupid bullshit for about 10 years now. I've done everything in the fucking industry. I'm essentially everybody's father in Washington, D.C., so I have no problem with everybody kind of looking to me because I've done it all. Like, I've literally done everything in dancing. I've been a part of, like, those big shows. I've done, like, super go-go routines. I've done – I was dancing naked, completely naked, and I've done all the sleazy gigs. Like, I just had a boner, and I was getting, like – like I uh, stroked by everybody in West Hollywood at Foo Bar for Big Bad Dick. So I mean, I've like I've seen the go-go world, and <laughs> so I I'm, I can I can advise the children now, the next generation. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's your next thing. Is is uh, I don't even know what you'd call that. Like uh, what do they call that when you like uh, mentor? Yes, mentor. mentor. Yeah, yeah. But the that's specific word. Um, Sage. No, I'm no. not going to. It's not coming. Uh, the, the word's not coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it sounds like mentor, but they pay you, you know? Yeah. Um. 
A yeah, consultant? Okay. Yes, a consultant. Consul- a- there it is. Yes. I'll be a consultant. I'll go, go consult. A born yeah, consultant. Exactly. Hey, do you need help keeping a boner on set? Do you need help uh, <laughs> opening your butthole, cleaning that shit out so you don't have dingleberries? Yeah. Talk, talk to me. I got all the answers. Because, like, people don't know how to do that, maybe. You know? Like... <laughs> oh, certainly they don't. Certainly they don't trust yeah. me. They don't know how to clean their assholes, right? Especially these straight boys on these sets. Let me tell you. Oh, I've gotten painted way too many times. Painted, baby. <laughs> no. And you said you didn't know anything about makeup. Um, well 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 on that note we are grizzly kiki on everything you can follow uh that's facebook twitter instagram and spotify so you can follow us there send your questions to grizzly kiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air and don't forget to subscribe on itunes and spotify so until next time bye. bye